Hello, it's your producer, Varya, bringing you a bonus episode of People Changing Enterprises. Previous guest, Bob Howland, Chief Digital Officer at Dawn Foods, delivered a phenomenal keynote at our annual conference, ContentCon, about his lessons learned from leading the company through transformation. This is a recording of that amazing keynote. I'll let Bob take it away. Next, I would like to invite Bob from Don Foods on stage. Great to be here, everybody. We're going to continue some of the themes that we've heard about this morning. People process technology. I think if I say that another time in my company, they're going to shoot me because they've heard me say that so many times. I'm going to share with you what I think is a very remarkable journey, uh, an amazing company called Dawn Foods and their movement from something to something. And it's, a, it's an incredible journey of courage, of curiosity, and of what I think a market leader best does, which is get comfortable with being uncomfortable. So who is Dawn Foods? You've probably never, never heard of them, but if you've eaten anything that your eyes are looking at, you probably do know them. So Dawn Foods is one of the leading B2B companies in the world. We're global, we're in 110 countries. I'm gonna talk mostly about the US business where we manufacture bakery ingredients. Think about a, a cake mix, a donut mix, frosting, icing, et cetera. And we also distribute commodities, sugar, shortening, flour, et cetera. We bring everything to the independent baker, the regional supermarket, all the way up to you know, the Golden Arches and that company in Bentonville, Arkansas. We service all these customers for all of their bakery needs. The most important segment for the company as we go forward is that independent baker, that, that customer that you go visit, the cake shop for that big wedding, the donut shop that has the line out the door on the Saturday morning. That's the core customer. And frankly, one of the things that attracted me to Dawn because I love serving the small business community. The one other thing you should know about Dawn Foods is pre-Bob, PB, the only way you could order from Dawn Foods was if a salesperson from Dawn showed up and physically took your order. It's 2019, people. <laughs> the only way you can order is through a sales rep. So why was I attracted to the opportunity? I, I think you could all ask yourselves that. Why would you be attracted to an opportunity to come into a company that had no person in the company that had ever worked in an e-commerce business? Zero. 2019. What attracted me to the opportunity was the art of the possible. The board, the executive team, the CEO, everybody, top-down talked about, you will have a blank canvas. We have this ambition. Why? Amazon. Amazon could come after us. Our customers are asking for this and we don't know how to do it. We, as leaders of this business, 
we're all consumers. We all order online. We want to get there as well, we just don't know how. The blank canvas, though, was not completely blank. The company had hired KPMG in 2018 and together had outlined a series of possible projects to do, 31 of them, with a fairly big price tag. What do you think job number one was? Hire someone that's been there before. That's me. So Dawn Foods became the 27th, 27th company I've led in their digital journey. We talked about failure yesterday. When you see the number 27 or hear that number, I don't want you to think I am an expert. I have failed far more than I've succeeded. I have far more battle scars than I have trophies. But that's what makes us fun, right? So a guy from Boston joins a company in Michigan, no e-commerce team, never been online before, 26 distribution centers, no documented processes of how we distribute. Every product in the DC had a specific price for that customer, which guess what, was almost on a daily basis negotiated by that salesperson with that customer at the time they took the order. Should I go on? <laughs> I should, because we also had no product catalog. And not only do we not have a product catalog, we didn't have images for our own products, nor do we have images for the products we were distributing. I am a big, big believer in beginning with the end of mind and I'm an even bigger believer in building repeatable, scalable businesses the right way. And I care a lot about the what, but I care even more about the how. So in setting myself up for this, I thought about what do I need to do right away? It's February 2019. I live in Boston. The company is in Michigan. I have no team. I wanted to make sure I had board alignment. I wanted to make sure that I was a credible advocate for what I was advocating, which meant that I had to get my butt in market and eat a lot of donuts. <laughs> Not a bad gig. I need to prove to the company that I had the customer experience in mind. I had no team. I also needed to hire people. The company was going to Google Next and presenting in April. I came along for the ride, helped with the presentation, and told a lot of people like you in the room what I was doing. I asked for help. I told a lot of people like you in the room, other experts in the industry of e-commerce, that I was looking for a head of technical architecture. I needed a product management guru. And by the way, I needed them yesterday. I went to the board in July, gave them three options. Option one, do nothing. And we talked about the cost and benefit of that. Option two, we do something, but we do it in a pace. We do it in a cadence. We do it in something that will be very comfortable for us. 
said differently, we do it over a long period of time. And we, while we may not spend our budget that we have this year, we'll spend a lot more than that in the end because doing it over a long period of time, we're going to spend more money than if we did it faster. Door number three. Boatload of money. Team in Boston. The ability to do it the right way. And if you give me all that, here's the kicker. If you give me all that, I will build you an e-commerce site. I will launch it 11 months, 15 days. What do you think they said? Door number three, off to the races. So I'm going to share with you what we did and then I'm going to spend some time sharing with you five lessons learned. So here's what we did. Oh, by the way, I hired someone really quickly. You may know Garish Sahukar. He's an incredible human being and a great e-commerce thinker. I will use the word I a lot. I will use the word we a lot. They're very interchangeable. This is the Garish and Bob show. We have both been in organizations that did things the wrong way. We have both been saddled by technology that didn't enable what we tried to do as a business, but rather held us back. So in 2019, the day after the board meeting, we sat down and talked about what would be our ideal state. We were driven by three truisms. We wanted it to be nimble. Number two, we needed it to be able to react fast to the customer. I know e-commerce, Garish knows e-commerce. Despite my 30 donuts in 60 days, I did not know the industry very well. So I knew that what we would build in July of 2020 and launch might not be the perfect end solution, but rather the beginning of the journey, right? We were giving Dawn foods to the starting line. Launching an e-commerce site was not the finish line. Number three, total cost of ownership. Monolithic platforms are very expensive. The out-of-pocket cost is expensive, the implementation cost is expensive, the maintenance cost is expensive, and the way they handcuff you as a business is expensive. We didn't want that. We didn't have the term mock. We didn't have the term composable commerce. All we knew was we wanted to work with best-in-class partners, not vendors, partners, who are as passionate about their business, as nimble and agile about their business as we want to be about ours. And because this wasn't my first rodeo, I knew that I needed to create a language for the company, a language for the industry, around e-commerce, and in order to do that, I needed to own the data. And so from day one, I started building a, a voice of customer program, and in day one, I put a pilot in the marketplace with a really, really bad beta that allowed the organization to see just how unready we were for the journey. Make sense? Okay, so here are the five lessons learned. Number one, find a champion, 
hug that champion, keep that champion close. When I went to the board in July, that was not the first time I had talked to the board. We have three board meetings every year. The July board meeting was just the first one for me. I had talked to every board member individually ahead of that with the CEO. Together, we met with every board member. We understood where they were coming from, what their questions were, what their concerns were, what their level of, of literacy was around e-commerce. We got them comfortable so that when we got to the board meeting and I made the ask, individually, I already knew the answer was yes. So beginning with the end in mind, finding those champions, holding those champions close. The other thing I would suggest is, we all love hearing good news, but where you really build trust in a relationship is where you share bad news and you invite people in to help. Part of finding a champion is learning how to ask for help. And if there's anything you take away from my talk on stage, it would be learn to ask for help. It's a wonderful thing. Number two, I want you to be honest with yourselves. How many of you love your CFO? Wow, I have never seen this many hands, ever. Ever, I'm not, I'm not even sure I believe you. Um, I don't love my CFO, um, but we have a very good relationship. He interviewed me, and I made it my mission that in week one, he was my most important meeting. Why? Other than the CEO, I think that is the most important role in any business. The CEO looks to the board. The board looks to the CFO, right? So you, we really need to, as e-commerce, experts, we need to partner with our financial teams. They need to know where we are. We need a transparent journey, a transparent relationship. And if you can find financial people that can advocate for e-commerce, you are winning. So in that first meeting, I laid to bear my 90-day plan. Week one in the job, my 90-day plan. I laid out my ask of the board for a lot more money. I asked him very specific questions. We had a very candid conversation. What are you concerned about? What's off base? How am I thinking about this the wrong way? How am I thinking about this the right way? We were halfway through the conversation when I stopped, and I don't do this well. I kind of I get this look on my face. It's kind of a, my wife calls it a smirk. So I got a smirk on my face, and. We had a very collaborative conversation up to this point. I got my smirk on my face, and I looked up at him, and I said, I want to level with you. We're never going to agree. And he was taken aback. You know, we had this great conversation. He was supporting the journey. What do you mean, Bob? We're never going to agree. You think there's going to be a return on investment for this, and the way that we look at this as a company, there's never going to be an ROI. So we just have to cross that bridge right here, right now, and you know, agree to disagree. The conversation we had subsequently was probably one of the best conversations I've had in my three years at Dawn Foods. We didn't agree, but we reached an understanding. This is the future of our company. We are becoming a digital business organization. It was not negotiable from the board's perspective or the CEO's perspective. So to think about this and 20-year-old accounting terms about an ROI, and to dismiss all of the 
revenue generation, cost savings, and customer experience improvements that e-commerce and online does for any business was just not going to happen. If we're not going to recognize all those proven ways that Forrester, Gartner, and all of us in the room know to track e-commerce success, then we're not going to have an ROI discussion as well. And we continue to have that debate today. This is not about me, this is not about Greece. It really does take a village to bring a business from no e-commerce, no online, into the world of digital. I was very, very fortunate. KPMG had worked with the organization and had set out nine work streams, pricing, sales, operations, marketing, et cetera. These work streams were in place when I joined the organization. The organization was looking to actively deliver on its business plan, and all the structure was already in place. And so I was able to infuse within that e-commerce related aspects. Marketing team, we need a catalog. Finance, what's the methodology for picking our pricing? Because I need to understand that and build it into the platform. And so that structure was there, the ability to have transparency to the activities and accountability to the activities helped the organization collectively roll the boulder up the mountain. But it does take a village, and we have to acknowledge that the, the people aspect of this is so, so important. Fourth. Radical resiliency is not a bull in a china shop, right? It's not blind persistence. It's the ability when you get knocked down to pick yourself back up. It's that ability to always see the end game. It's the ability to, despite the hardship, to try to put the positive face on it. It's the ability to try to communicate the why and remind people where we're going. We all have good days, we all have bad days. And I think in the, the roles we play in our organizations, I'm seeing so many people nod and smile. This, this concept of radical resiliency needs to fuel us, right? If not us, if not us doing this leadership, who? Right, and so we have to just strap in and understand that there are going to be bad days, and we have to really focus on both the journey and the destination. Lastly, we've heard a lot about this outside-in concept, and I, I just think it's so critical. Most of our organizations live within the four walls, even within COVID. And it's so important to do all these things that bring customers, bring the peer group and the network we have here, bring all these amazing assets and artifacts into our businesses in a way that the company can relate, can feel, can see, can touch. I talked about 30 donuts in 60 days. I, I don't underestimate the impact that had. I've been in almost every other vertical in the world, but I've never been in food services. And the fact that I went to four markets and met with over 30 customers in 60 days, that made a mark on the organization. And in B2B, you have that opportunity. In B2C, 
I think it's a little harder in the B2C business, but take those opportunities. Look for how you can, how you can bring the customer in, how you can bring the expertise in the room in. I look forward to getting behind COVID, so I might invite some of you in to share your stories with my organization. I think that would help fuel our growth, so we're not just hearing about e-commerce and our future from people inside the company, but sharing other stories from analog companies is, is just so important. So those are my five lessons learned. I wanted to share one other thought, which is every day during this journey, I was in Michigan, I live in Boston, so I was traveling back every week, and I don't know how many of you have been to Logan Airport, but at the Delta Terminal, um, planes are often across the street from, or across the, uh, the runways and, and gates from the main part of the terminal, and you may have heard of a, a gentleman named John F. Kennedy, yes, no? So JFK is a Bostonian, and there's this massive, massive monument to him when you come through the Delta Terminal back to where you get to baggage claim. Murals as tall as all the escalators. And on a Thursday night at 11 o'clock, there's a recording of his go to the moon speech. So every week when I got back from Michigan, I heard JFK tell me, you're choosing to take Dawn on this digital journey, not because it's easy, <laughs> but because it's hard. Here's some perspective for all of us to remember. I'm the guy on the left. Man, you know, those three steps are so far ahead. I'm always focusing on that. And I've become a big fan of Liz and uh, Molly Duffy West. I don't know if you know who they are, but Go check them out on LinkedIn. Liz has all these illustrations which just hit me at the core of what I'm going through. And this is what I came to time and time again in this three-year journey. I personally seem to be focused on today and tomorrow, but I don't always look behind me to look how far we've come together. And this is always a great reminder for me, so I thought I'd share it with you. Thank you for your time. If you want to reach out and connect with me afterwards, here's my email address. Appreciate the opportunity to share the Dawn Food story. Enjoy your day.